Welcome to Tag Me, a social media podcast. We'll be connecting with your favorite people and brands on social media to share their tips and best practices with you. My name is Audrey, and in this episode, we'll be learning social media and influencer marketing tips from Allie Grant, the founder of Be Social, a digital communications group based in LA. If you're interested in her advice, stay tuned. Allie's Instagram handle is linked for you in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Before we learn a thing or two about social media and influencer marketing, let me give a shout out to our sponsor, Nude Velvet Skincare. Do you ever feel overwhelmed with so many skincare options? If you've been looking for a rose water toner, Nude Velvet Skincare has one that helps calm irritated red skin and balance the skin's natural pH. It is ideal for all skin types. I love spraying it on my face post makeup for a dewy look. You can find them on Instagram at Nude Velvet Skincare or click their website link in the episode notes. Now back to the episode. She works with talent and brands, and the core of her business is to partner influencers with brands to monetize their social channels. Let's welcome Allie to the Tag Me podcast. Yay! (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So for people who don't know you, can you share a little bit about what you do and how you got started? Yeah, definitely. Um, So Be Social, you you said it right. We're a communications group. We're based in LA. Um, We work with brands and talent. Um, I feel like the core of our business is partnering influencers with brands, kind of monetizing their social channels. Um, how I got started, I don't have like a fancy background, like truly, I just timing was right. I had worked at a PR agency, social agencies, I kind of saw this new thing called bloggers that we were like sending out product to and trying to figure out how to work with them. Um, And I just saw an opportunity, I really enjoyed like editorial and PR and pitching and working with brands, but I also love the social component. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and do my own thing, consult for a little bit and see where this goes. I was literally 23 years old, which is so crazy. (laughs) Um, I don't know like where I got the confidence to just think that I could go and do that. Um, I had a few friends that were like influencing blogging at the time, helped consult with them a little bit. I was able to sign a few brand clients and literally it just kind of snowball effect started growing. Um, and I think it really was just like the timing was like spot on. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you like the industry and I feel like what you need to be successful in this industry, especially if you own your own agency is you have to really enjoy the industry. And I think it helps to have relationships with influencers and brands because it really makes your job and everyday like pitching so much more fun and (laughs) invested. So for anyone interested in consulting or going off on their own, what would you recommend? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing and like, I really feel like the part of my success is this is that I made myself like very digitally present. Like I had a nice website, I cared about my social media from the beginning, I cared and invested in branding. So I created a logo, my website looked nice, I figured out how to do like Google listings and like, basically, so people could find me online. And that was like, the key to my success. Uh-huh. So I think that's step one. So get your website, be able to be found online, all of that. And then just realize that it's going to be like the biggest hustle of your life. Like it was no longer nine to five. Like it was like 24 seven all the time. I was so stressed out at 23, 24 years old. Like I'm saying no to like going to parties and trips and like all this stuff and like focusing on growing a business. And it's like so all encompassing. Like it is so beyond stressful. So I feel like if you want to venture out on your own, do it, but realize it's going to be a lot of work and it's very stressful and it's not easy. 
100%. I can totally relate. And I think one of the other things is like fluctuation in everything, like the number of clients or like somehow everyone has their events at the same time or like it's all over the place, but it's very exciting to work in. When you start working with brands, what do you look for? What are some, I guess you could say red flags where you're like, maybe they're not ready for this yet? In the influencer space, when that's the services they want, like a red flag to me is when the brand is like, we just want sales. Like we want tons of sales by working with influencers. I think that is a bit of a red flag because of course, yes, there's converting influencers. A big part of influencer marketing is like your ROI and sales and promo codes and all of that stuff. But a bigger part is also like alignment, content creation, like, you know, there's so much more to it. So I think if they're coming in hot with like, we just want sales, I think we have to do some like educating on what it actually means to work with influencers. Um, So there's that. I also think I just like working with nice people. (laughs) Um, So many people are so nasty. So I feel like, and you can learn pretty quickly. I feel like on a discovery call with the new brand that wants to work with you or a person who wants to work with you, you're like, are they going to be nice to me? Are they going to with me? Um, (laughs) Because a client and like agency relationship or consultant relationship really is a partnership. And like you guys Mm -hmm. work together and be kind to one another and be on the same page or it's not going to be successful. So I think looking into that. um, And then for Be Social specifically, I mean, we work pretty heavily in like beauty and lifestyle. So that's kind of our core. Um, But now we're, you know, with everything going on, um, we're really looking to expand outside of that. uh, Because we need to uh, make money in all sorts of ways. Business has certainly slowed. So, um, you know, looking at different industries like tech is interesting to me and things like that. So talk to me a little bit about how you maybe talk to clients who are like, okay, but I have to share this report with someone in my department who doesn't even like influencer marketing, knows nothing about it. How do you approach that brand? Yeah. And it's, it's gotten a lot better, honestly, like the beginning of be social like a couple of years ago, like it was a challenge. Like not only was I selling in like influencer marketing is a good thing to do, like, and then also selling myself as the person to do it for you. I feel like we're at a stage now where people understand influencer marketing, they have a budget set aside for it. So it's important to them. But within the organizations they work for, there are still people who just don't get it and just write it off completely. And I also understand that they probably have certain KPIs and things that they have to track on. So everyone wants sales, right? So that is one component of it. And like you said, like we can utilize promo codes to do that. Um, A lot of our clients will have access to their Google Analytics. So we'll do like trackable links and things like that. So we can kind of track the traffic that we're basically giving back to the brand, which is important to them. Um, But also we look at, I think I mentioned this, like the content that's being received. If you work for a brand or you've done social media for a brand, like you know how expensive content creation is. Like you have to do a photo shoot. You have to edit the photos, have a model. Like that's a full production. Working with an influencer is like such a turnkey solution for creating amazing content and Mm -hmm. use the likeness of the influencer. So it's like a win-win. You get the content and then you also get all the impressions and engagement and awareness from them posting on their channels. Yeah. So like that is one thing they can look at. Um, I also think just like, you know, general eyes, impressions, awareness on the content. Um, also, we'll do different campaigns that are more so focused on growing the social media following of the brand versus driving traffic to their website. 
So there's a lot of different things that we can do, but like first step is like really grilling the brand and understanding like, what are your KPIs? What do you Mm -hmm. want? Is it, you know, like for some, it's like, we want to grow our newsletter database. So then we have to think about, okay, so should we do some sort of giveaway with an influencer or what does that look like? So it's kind of all different, but I feel like for the most part, I'd say like 80% of them just want web traffic in sales. So little bit of an education process. How do you pick the right influencers to work with? Like, Yeah, we'll really try and figure out from the brand like who their demographics are and what that looks like and who they're really trying to target. Um, and then from there, like we have a pretty good list of influencers who we know really convert really well or we know create really good content. So definitely kind of goes back to like what the KPIs are of the brand. Um, but we use a platform called Creator IQ. Uh, And we utilize that for like a lot of discovery and figuring out engagement rates and things like that. So um, I would say engagement rates are kind of a key indicator we utilize for picking um, and presenting different influencers to the brands. Um, So that's kind of the main thing we're looking at right now. Um, But again, it's like it's all over the place, Um, kind of always different. Yeah. So you also work with influencers. What do you look for when taking on an influencer to be part of the Be Social team? Yeah. I mean, I'm always looking for someone who is just doing something different, is like exciting to me. Like I want to be excited about their business. Like there's so many different influencers out there. So someone who has a point of view, who's really passionate about something. Um, and again, nice to work with, um, and who's willing to work hard because it's, it is such a partnership. Like they're the creator, they're the visionary, like we're the team to help like bridge the gaps and help monetize and grow and strategize. But we need the brains to be coming from the talent. They're the talented one. Right. So I think that's kind of a misconception. Sometimes it's like signing with a management company. It's going to like change everything for me, but really it's kind of, we're bridging the gaps or you know, making the connections or helping their dreams come together, but they have to have the dreams and the vision and the hustle first. <laughs> so before you take on an influencer, do you ask for their media kit or do you guys build those for them? Uh, we ask for their media kit. So we get a, quite a few people reaching out to us probably daily um, looking to be represented. So first step is we always look their media kit, kind of see what they're doing. Um, if it feels interesting to us and we're you know, ready to sign more people, then we'll hop on a call and kind of figure out, um, you know, what are their goals? What do they want out of this relationship? Um, you know, how much money are they making now? What are like, what do they want to be making? Dream partnerships, things like that. Just kind of talking through what all of that looks like and seeing if it's doable on our end. Um, and then we do a deep dive on like all of their engagement, their analytics, their story views, just making sure it's really all authentic. Um, and then we go typically through like the agreement process and kind of go from there. So for someone who wants to reach out to you, but they have no idea what even goes on a media kit, what <laughs> would you recommend they put on there? And are there any free um, softwares they can use sure. to build one? Yeah. So, um, and honestly, like so many people are like, wait, what is that? Like, it's, it's not, like abnormal to not know what that is. Cause I feel like it's kind of an industry term. Um, but I typically say go to four card, which is like F O H R dot C O I think. Um, and if you're an influencer, you can log in and put your Instagram account and connect it. And then they'll create a media kit for you like within 24 hours, I believe. 
Um, so that's a good solution. And then um, Canva is like a free kind of like editing platform. I love Canva. Yeah, it's so good. You can make like the coolest little like resumes and little graphics and things like that. So um, I recommend that too. But the types of stuff that we'd want to see in a media kit. Um, so demographics, like, so where are you following? Um, how old are they? Um, impressions on like your posts, your static, your story views a little bit about you, example content pieces, and then just like your following numbers, like your YouTube subscribers or TikTok followers, whatever it might be. So kind of just like a general overview of like what you're about on a perspective. Your advice to like brands specifically and influencers, I guess, on which social channels to pick and be part of and Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you decide what they're going to be on? Yeah, I mean, I think every like platform has its purpose. Um, I think, obviously, I always recommend like go with Instagram, be on Instagram. Um, I think TikTok is something that's obviously really interesting right now. um, But not everyone can be successful on that, especially from a brand perspective. It's very difficult. Um, I think a lot of the influencers we rep are like trying to figure it out. And it's so random how like just anyone can go viral. Like it's, it's, it's such an interesting platform to me. And then, you know, something like YouTube, again, also doesn't work for everyone because that's more longer form content, create, you know, requires video production. Um, So I feel like first and foremost, start out on Instagram and kind of build from there. I do tell our influencers to diversify their platforms. Like you don't want everything to just be on Instagram. First off, that's not a platform you even own. It could go away tomorrow. So, you know, doing things like a YouTube channel or having a blog or a website or a podcast, like things that you actually have like IP in um, is really important because again, these social platforms could totally go away tomorrow. So that's like, what is yours? What do you own? So when you work with brands and what are some minimal things they need to have on there and to execute everything that you're basically creating for them? First and foremost is like having inventory. I think people are often confused how influencer marketing works and like the quantities of inventory that they need to have for gifting purposes and like building that into your budget. Um, So an understanding of that, like having nice like line sheets and like nicely designed media kits and things like that is important. Their website needs to look nice. Their Instagram needs to be like curated and like look good (laughs) is important too. Um, So I think those are some of like the key things initially. But I think people are shocked in terms of like, okay, I want to do influencer marketing. And then they're like, I have to have a hundred pieces of this to give out monthly. But I mean, it really is a numbers game, right? Like you have to get all the product out to the influencers. Not everyone is going to be posting for free. So it's really about like, you know, the quantity of what you're getting out to people in terms of getting like the impressions you're probably going to want. Yeah. I love that you touched on the importance of having your ducks in a row before doing influencer marketing, because I find the same that a lot of brands want to do gifting, but their social media isn't ready or their website isn't ready. If you start gifting, people are going to go to your platforms. And if they don't look like they can understand who you are or what you're doing, or they want to be part of that community, then it's just kind of a waste of time and money on everyone's part. How do you make a successful influencer marketing campaign? Well, I think like our agency specifically is really just like deep rooted relationships, right? Like we've made it a big focus to like have team members at the right events and like getting to know influencers. It's like such a relationship based industry. 
Um, so I feel like we really win in that regard and that we're actually reaching out to people we know and have a relationship with. So if a brand signs on with us, it's like, Hey, try this out. We like it. We're representing them now. And it's usually like a win-win conversation. I think also like not blindly reaching out. Like I think people always say this to influencers, like don't blindly reach out to brands that you want to work with. Like make sure you've used it before. It goes the same way for the agency. Like don't reach out to like 200 bloggers that are influencers that you think like might work. Like look at their content, look what they do. Like, do they like your brand? Sometimes I've even seen in the past, like brands reaching out to some of our influencers about a brand that this influencer actually like owns. Like she has her own like makeup line or she has her own this and they're reaching out about a collaboration for that. So it's like, know the person you're reaching out to, like do your research, do your homework. And just be like thoughtful with like what you're saying. Obviously, there's been instances where we've like reached out to an influencer, they confirm they post for it for gifting, we've sent the product, and then they ghost us. Like that just happens. <laughs> um, so we have a list of people who often do that that we don't like to work with anymore. Um, which, like, I you know, I understand. Like at the end of the day, these influencers are you know, they make money by working with brands. So being gifted a bunch of product all the time and then being asked to post about it is is not great, but it's kind of part of the game, right? Um, so I feel like once they have posted and we've sent and they're like good about it, then typically if the brand has some sort of like ambassador program or does any paid, you know, relationships, we try and kind of pivot them there. So we're always looking at the influencers who've like given the brand love in the past and then potentially doing paid opportunities with them. Um, but we usually do like a three month, three to six month like gifting program. Um, and we anywhere from like 10 products or influencers monthly to like one of the brands we work with, we send like 500 products out a month. So it's kind of all over the place. That's a great um, inventory. <laughs> Yeah, right. And we typically like will get like, I would say for the organic side, like a 70% like response and return rate, meaning like, if we build a list, like 70% of those will like probably do something with the product we send them. So I feel like it's a pretty good like average or odds. Um, and, you know, for some of the bigger influencers, we, you know, we'll send the product even if they're like not going to post about it or say like, hey, I can't guarantee a posting we'll still get it out to them. Because if we really believe in the product and the brand, then we're hoping they'll potentially share it. How do you make sure the brands you're working with are inclusive of representing someone from just like every area as, like, as much as possible? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, that is extremely important. And as an agency, like we have a really good touch point to make sure these brands are doing that and are being inclusive in the choices of the different influencers that they're taking on trips or hiring or inviting to events or gifting. So um, that's a big initiative of our, of our company is when we are looking at casting and we are looking at who we're gifting and all of that is making sure it is a diverse and inclusive list. Um, and I think you know, we're seeing more brands look into that and making sure it's a priority. But for agencies, I feel like we are the ones guiding them on strategy, right? So that messaging and putting that at the forefront can come from us. So I hope other agencies in the industry are making that extremely important because it is important. Um, and these brands are looking to us kind of for that strategy. So I hope to see more of that for sure. 
What are some simple ways they can basically make sure that they're being inclusive in all areas? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it comes from as simple as like, who are you gifting? Like, what does your list look like of the people you're gifting monthly? Um, who are you paying for paid partnerships? Who are you bringing on your trips? Who are you inviting to your events? Um, you know, what does your website look like? What does your social media content look like? Who are the models you're utilizing? Um, and making sure, you know, you're checking off different, you know, boxes and making sure you are being inclusive. So yeah. it needs to be at the forefront of your strategy for sure, 100%. So if a brand or influencer wants to work with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Email to sales at Be Social Group. Um, and yeah, again, like I try and take like every call and answer every email, but don't always. Um. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a guest. Yeah, that was so fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tag Me. If you enjoyed it, give us a shout out on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast. Let us know what you learned from the episode. Make sure to subscribe so you're always up to date on Tag Me episodes. If you have feedback on the podcast, guest suggestions, including topics, or you want to be a guest, visit us on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast and click the email button or slide in our DM. This podcast is for you, so please let us know how we can improve. We look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you on social. Don't forget to tag me.